So why podcasting? Where has this format come from? Why is it all of a sudden every celebrity and small town neighbor and each person in between has their own? And why is it so cool already? You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast. This is our little space on the internet or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening from, where we can celebrate all things small, small towns, small businesses, how small little inklings turned into big businesses, how small steps led to big impact, and how places that are small can still allow you to lead a big life. And in recent weeks, we've talked a lot about marketing your small business and how critical that strategy is to growing your impact in your community and beyond. And last week, we talked all about the importance of video. Today's focus is going to be all about audio, specifically how you're listening right now, the format of a podcast. So I get this question all the time from people who are intrigued and want to begin their own podcast, but they're just not exactly sure how to go about that. So today I'm going to give you a real big overview. Like we're talking, if you're like using corporate terms, we're going to take a 30,000 foot view of this. So I'm not going to get too into the nitty gritty. I can steer you in the direction of how you can get the specifics nailed down, but I'm going to just give you a real general overview of starting your own podcast as a conduit for your message. So let's get going on So You Want to Start a Podcast. Here we are, the very first week of February, 2021. Are you like me and thinking, where did January go? It usually takes years. And here we are already in February. I also always use this month to think about my resolutions and the goals that I set in January, the ones that have gone to the wayside and the ones that I'm still working on. But inevitably, February is kind of like a reorienting of my goals. I look at how I can still reach some of those that I had set just a few weeks earlier. And if you are a small business owner whose goal was to market your business better online in 2021, This month at Molly Knuth Media, we just have a whole slate of helpful workshops all the way from free to paid that will help you get better at Instagram. So coming up, we have a free training on how to make Instagram reels, you know, those short little like 15 to 30 second videos that are highly catchy and entertaining. Yeah, we'll have a free training on that. We're going to have a hashtag workshop, and then the end of the month will culminate with kicking off another round of our signature Instagram Academy. Inside the Academy, we have five weeks of highly actionable 
mindset, strategies, all the things about how to make an Instagram account and presence that connects with your community and grows your numbers. So whether you are just starting off as a marketer for your business or if you have a few years under your belt, Molly Knuth Media has something for you this month. Head over to at Molly Knuth Media on Instagram and Facebook or check out www.mollyknuthmedia.com shop to get registered for the upcoming Instagram workshops and programs. Again, that's at Molly Knuth Media on Facebook and Instagram, www.mollyknuthmedia.com shop to register. Okay, so why podcasting? Where has this format come from? Why is it all of a sudden every celebrity and small town neighbor and each person in between has their own? And why is it so cool already? Well, let's back this train up. So when I was in my undergrad at the University of Northern Iowa in, this would probably be about 2007, 2008-ish, I was pursuing a teaching degree, but my minor was in educational technology. I was always intrigued by the concept of digital photos or videography. And this educational technology minor I knew was something that was going to really serve me well in my teaching field because things were just beginning to steer in that direction. More and more smart boards were being installed in classrooms, projectors. You could access the internet faster than you could before. Web searches were on the rise. This makes me sound so old. Um, But even like my lesson plans were gearing more towards borrowing the computers on wheels carts and allowing my students to do some of their own researching in the classroom. And when I was pursuing that undergrad minor, I remember having a particularly quirky professor by the name of Dr. Z. And he was the first person to kind of clue me into this new format of podcasting. And I remember him saying, this is the messaging of the future. You're going to want to know this format. You're going to want to try it out for yourself. I swear it's going to be the next big thing. And I kind of didn't pay much attention to it because at that point, I was still just impressed that I could have an iPod that could fit 50 songs in my pocket. I thought that was really cool, let alone have a smartphone just a couple years later. But fast forward to 2017, as I am building the very first year of my business, and I find these little bits of information, these gold nuggets in the form of audio interviews and audio messages that I can use for professional development on a variety of topics that will help me grow my social media marketing business. I found podcasts and immediately an image of Dr. Z in the front of the tech classroom came into my mind and I was like, he was right. Here we go. And so I was listening to podcasts from people like Alex Sharfin in the Momentum podcast, Julie Stoyan, and the Social Media Examiner. And I was listening to these podcasts that were very niched down. They had specific topics that could help me in my interest level. And they were led by these industry experts and professionals who had experience in the field and training in the areas that I needed the most growth for my business. So as the years progressed, I still didn't sway too far from that path. I listen to a majority of marketing podcasts. So if you look at my iTunes podcast library, today you're going to find 
online marketing made easy from Amy Porterfield, the six-figure influencer podcast by my friend Allie Reeves. Uh, You'll find some maybe like law of attraction-based podcasts that are still business-focused from people like The Manifestation Babe. But all of them, for my listening purposes, have to do with either personal development with a business emphasis or specifically how to grow my marketing skills and my social media marketing so I can better the experience for my clients and students. But that's just me. If you go to Spotify or if you go to iTunes right now and you look at what's trending in the market, you are going to find podcasts from a variety of hosts in a variety of interests and in a variety of formats. So if you are someone like me who's growing a business, you can listen to marketing like I just covered, or you can listening to maybe some financial podcasts or some self-development or how they built this with stories of these household names and how they started small and grew their businesses too. Or maybe you like the storytelling format. So you can listen into these stories that span several episodes and it gives you an episodic, almost like TV show quality, but just at the comfort of your desk or on your walk or on your bike ride, whatever place you listen in or on your car. There are also some of these, I know like the How to Catch Your Murderer, I don't even listen to those, they scare me truthfully, so I don't, I'm sure I butchered that title. But um, there are all of these like criminal podcasts that examine true crime. There are now a plethora of celebrity hosted podcasts. One of my very favorite podcasts is called Be There in Five and it's hosted by this girl in Chicago. And it's all about like 90s, 2000s trends and social commentary that I just love. Um, But there's really a podcast for every interest level and every skill level that's out there. And especially for business owners, podcasts are another way to reach your audience in a captive setting. Because think about it. Like I just said, people are listening to this very podcast or others like them as they're driving, as they're running, as they're doing dishes or folding laundry, and they're popping in their earbuds or their headphones, and they are paying attention to you and your message. And it gives you another way to get in the front of your potential client or customers and markets that are on shows maybe you're a guest on. But it gives you another way to reach out and expand your network. So when we think about podcasting, we can think about it in two ways. A, you can be a guest on a podcast. So let's say that you're a small business owner in a small town and you want to like try your hand at this format. Don't feel like the only way to do that is by buying a blue Yeti mic and setting up your own series. You don't have to do that. What I did first and what I would recommend you do is first look at how other podcasts are structured. Start like dabbling in listening and seeing what formats. Like some podcasts are only 20 minutes long. Some podcasts are two minutes long. Some podcasts are hours in length. Some podcasts debut daily while others are showing up every two weeks or a month. The length and the frequency changes rapidly. And depending on that length and frequency, that also changes how you as the guest approach it. So you want to make sure that when you are looking around and kind of feeling out where you may fit as a good guest, that 
the format of that specific podcast also fits for you. Because if you are somebody who is quite wordy and this type of podcast is only 10 minutes in length, that may be a struggle. But similarly, if you're very like short and to the point, a 50-minute interview may not suit you. So listen in and kind of put your feelers out for different podcasts that you may be a good guest for. And that could be that you offer a specific insight into that area. It can be your field of business, but it can also just be like a personal interest or a passion project that you also have knowledge on. It could be that you are like fitting into the category of a type of story that is told on that podcast. So maybe that podcast is all about interviewing moms and you are a mom and you have a specific story about being a mom that you think is worthy of sharing with other moms so they are knowledgeable. So you can also get into podcasting, not just from your business standpoint, but also from your life standpoint. Third thing to consider if you are thinking about being a guest on a podcast, you don't have to shoot for the stars and these like huge podcasting names, these celebrities, these people who are hundreds and thousands of miles away from you. Start close to home and look at, are there some podcasts in my state? Are there some people that are my friends or like friends of friends who have their podcast? And maybe I could start by being a guest on those. So work your network and see who has podcasts right now that maybe could help you um, and give you that experience of talking into the mic that would get you ready for this podcasting format. Because truth be told, it is pretty unique and it's a bit of a challenge to compose yourself and speak into space, if you will. When you're a guest on a podcast, a lot of times you can see the person who's interviewing you via Zoom or in real life. So that's not so bad. It's just holding a conversation. But if you're on the podcast by yourself and you're just speaking into the microphone, sometimes it's hard to know, like, is my message landing? Am I making sense? Is this clear? Am I speaking too fast or too slow? So what I would recommend is starting off as a guest so you can work through some of these kinks. You can feel it out. And you can kind of get that experience under your belt. All right, so that's being a podcasting guest. I should say too, there are Facebook groups, I believe, where people can go request access to where you can kind of pitch yourself as a podcast guest. So if you don't know anybody in your network or you're not sure exactly who to pitch yourself to, just search it on Facebook. And there are groups where the whole purpose of the group is for people to come in, share their expertise, and then land podcast guest deals. So that's always an option too. But the second approach to podcasting, which may be the reason that you're listening in, is for the sector of this audience who want to start their own, right? So maybe you're like me. When you were listening in on podcasts, you're thinking, I could do this. I have information to share. I know I could help other people. I have a topic that I've been wanting to talk about, and I think this would be the perfect format for it. If this sounds like you, then maybe starting your own podcast is the direction you want to take. Again, I would recommend maybe being a guest at first so you can kind of work through some of those initial growing pains and figure out if the equipment you have is good enough or you can kind of feel out the pacing of an interview and an episode by doing it that way. But when you're ready to dive in, these are the tips that I would suggest if you are ready to start your own podcast. And again, keep in mind, like I said in the introduction, this is the very general overview. At the end of this section, I will kind of steer you in the direction of where you can go for help if you want more specifics. But these are the things that I think you should focus on just from a very general viewpoint. 
So first of all, you need to have a topic or a subject that you can speak to. So for example, maybe it's business marketing. Maybe it's you just want to talk to people of a specific life experience. Maybe it's around your favorite thing. You can have a podcast about watermelon. You can have a podcast about recipes. You can have a podcast where you interview people about grief. You can have a podcast where you interview others about their best six-word piece of advice, and it's just a short podcast. You can have a podcast about Iowa. You can have a podcast about historic events. Really, the world is your oyster when it comes to creating a podcast. But if you want to begin your own, I suggest that you have a specific topic or subject in mind. So it kind of guides you, keeps you focused. It can be very easy to go in generally and then you hit a creative block because you're just not sure where to go. But if you have a specific focus, if you have a purpose, I wrote up a manifesto of all the things that I want small-minded to embody. And when I'm feeling like, oh man, I don't know what to talk about or who I could have on as a guest, I refer back to that manifesto that outlines all the things I want this resource to be. And I would recommend you doing that too. The other thing that I did when I started this off and picked my topic of small town, small business was I made a master list of all the topics I could possibly speak to and all the people I would have as like my ideal guests. I still have not worked through that whole list. So when I sit down at the mic, I can be kind of intimidating if I don't have anything in mind that I want to talk about. So I pull out that list. I figure out what's on there that I haven't talked to yet, and I just go for it. And what you can also do are incorporate some of these other podcast formats, like a Q&A episode where you solicit questions from an audience and you just answer them. Or you can have an episode that covers something you've already shared out in social media and you're just repurposing it into this audio-based format. I do that a lot too, where I'll go back to old blog posts or really successful Instagram posts. And I'll say, what was the topic here, the main focus of the content, and how can I repurpose that into a podcast episode so I don't have to reinvent the wheel every week? I just go in and I see what was successful before, and then I just reformat it for this specific audio-based format. So first up, again, pick a topic and a subject, make a master list of everything you could talk about within that topic or subject. Step two. We're going to talk about lining up your hardware and the software so that you can produce an episode. Now, to be honest, this was my biggest holdup. When I wanted to start a podcast, it took me a year before I even recorded my first episode because I kept coming up with these excuses. I'd be like, well, I don't know what to say. But then I figured out what I wanted to say. And then I'd say, well, I don't know what microphone to get. So then I got the microphone. Well, I don't know exactly what to record on. Well, I don't know exactly how to edit it. Well, I don't know exactly how to distribute it and so on and so forth. There's a lot of things that can hold you up in this process and become really big mountains that you feel like you have to climb. But just plugging away with a little at a time, setting small goals will serve you really well. And one of the goals that I had set was to just get some kind of guidance in this process. And what I ended up finding was called the Podcast Lab from Jenna Kutcher. And kind of like I said, this podcast episode is very generic, but that Podcast Lab course from Jenna Kutcher 
is actually a specific step-by-step walkthrough that takes you from the concept of your podcast through all of the details. She gives you specific software, specific editing techniques, and everything you would need in one course. And there is a price tag on it. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the price tag is right now. I should look it up. But that was what I referred to when I finally got sick of like the stage where I was going to figure it out on my own, but I just kept pushing it off and kicking the can down the road. And I actually said, okay, I'm going to do this. So I invested in that course and then that kind of got the ball rolling a little quicker. I took a little bit of her advice and I also went my own way when coming to this recording and editing process. So what I would recommend, or I guess going forward, it's going to be a mixture of Jenna's advice and my advice. So first of all, a microphone. I have the Blue Yeti microphone that you can just purchase on Amazon. I have a little foam like microphone cover so that you can't hear every breath and every like puff of air as it leaves my mouth. Um, So that covers up my mic. There are also these things called pop filters. I also have one of those. Couldn't figure out how to hook it up, (laughs) truth be told. So I don't use that. Instead, I have a recording box. So if you were to see me right now, there is a black box on my desk. The sides of the interior of this box are lined with foam. My mic is in the middle of it and I am speaking with my head in this box. It helps absorb those extra ticks and clicks and maybe the exterior noises that are happening in the room around me. But every so often you'll still hear some of those audio inconsistencies. But my goal is to have really high quality audio for you because I know as a listener, if I hear a lot of ticks, if I hear a lot of background noise, if the audio quality is like just low subpar, which I have had sometimes because my computer will default to a different mic source, but I want it to be as optimal high level as possible for every episode. So I made sure that I invested in some of these key pieces of hardware like my microphone, like my recording box that to absorb that extra sound so that it gave the listener, you guys, the best experience possible. There are definitely ways that you can work around this, like going into your closet to record because there's a lot of fabric in there that can absorb the sound or just going into a carpeted smaller room would really help. Um, And then there's other microphones that you can get as well. I've heard snowball microphones are really good for podcast recording. There are other mics that you can attach to your computer to help with this. But what I use is the Blue Yeti mic and just like a generic $23 recording audio box. And it's really nothing special, but it serves its purpose. So those are the pieces of hardware I had to purchase. The other pieces of hardware that you will need that you hopefully have on hand is some kind of computer. It can be a Mac. It could be a PC. It could be a desktop or a laptop. What I use is my laptop for the most part to do the recording. And then that is where I like will actually sit down, open up the software that I use. I'll do the editing on there, etc. With that being said, if you really want to just dabble in podcast recording, there are ways you can do that too from your phone. I know that some people just record on voice memos. Um, that app that comes preloaded in the iPhone. So you can give that a shot too. And maybe even use that just as a practice to see how easy it is for you to speak on a topic. Maybe a practice session to help you eliminate the ums and the uhs and the those vocal inconsistencies that may 
appear and pop up in your speech without your knowing. So utilize some of the things that you have available to you already, but know that there may be investment as far as setting up the hardware side of the podcast recording. Now for software, this was a huge hang up for me, but again, I use Jenna Kutcher's podcast lab to kind of help me narrow down because there are a million different software recording apps, a million different editing apps, and a few really good distribution apps. And I just didn't know which one was best. So when I took Jenna's course, she recommended a few of her favorites. I did the research from there to then go with what I ultimately use for my software side. So on the software end, I set up a membership with Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. And at Zencaster is where I actually record the audio files for the Small Minded Podcast. What I like about Zencaster is that it will record and then upload to Dropbox very quickly. So I don't have to worry about like downloading it to my hard drive, uploading it to the cloud for somebody else to access for the editing component. I like that Zencaster just records, uploads, streams it like simultaneously almost. That being said, I didn't like Zencaster right away because there were some things I just wasn't loving about it. And maybe I just haven't played around with the features enough to know how to utilize it 100%. But there, like when you record an episode, if you want to stop and start again, sometimes you have to start a whole new recording. Um, I haven't used the inviting a guest feature yet for that. Like when I have these interview episodes, I use Zoom because Zoom will allow you to record and then break it into just the audio segment of the recording. So those are the pieces of software that I use for recording the audio. For the actual editing, so when we go to splice in the commercials or splice in the intro and outro or edit out ums and ahs and vocal flubs that I make in every episode, (laughs) I used GarageBand when I was editing the episodes because it was just preloaded on my Mac computer. My person on my MKM team who does the editing now She uses Audacity, which is just a free online website where you can go in, you can download to your computer, I believe, and then that is where she does the editing. So it's a personal preference. There are lots of other options out there too, but I used GarageBand. She uses Audacity, and then that's how we can take out certain unnecessary parts of each episode and then piece together the different parts of each episode. And that's what we use for software. So after you have come up with your topic, you have lined up the hardware and the software you're going to need. It's time to record. Okay. So when I set up my very first recording, what I did was made a little outline of how I wanted the episode to go. So I knew that I wanted, after listening to lots of podcast episodes, I knew that I wanted this format where there would be like a teaser part, there would be an introductory, like, saying the title and kind of the manifesto of what this podcast serves, the purpose of the podcast. Then we would dig into the episode specifics and have an outro. Some episodes have commercials, some don't. Um, We'll get into monetizing podcasts in a little bit. But I knew that was the format that I wanted. So I built out an outline that had that. Then for like the majority of the episode content, I had an outline for that as well. 
so that I had the main topic. So for this, it may be, so you want to make a podcast. That's the main topic or the title. And then I had my bullet points outlined from there so that I knew the things I wanted to hit. I knew the points that I wanted to make. I had a general idea of the order that would make sense for the listener. And I had all of that on a piece of paper handy next to me. Other people do this differently. Maybe they'll just sit down and speak on the fly. Other people like to have the sentences all typed out and they can just read sentence for sentence. I'm somewhere in the middle. I just like to have that outline with the bullet points and then I sit down and talk into the mic for good or for bad. And then I just kind of let my brain lead me where we will. So when you're thinking about sitting down and recording, kind of think about how you want the structure of the overall format to be and then have at least an outline so you can keep yourself on track and not going rambling too far outside of your main purpose. So then when it's time to record, I just sit at my computer, I bring up my Zencaster app, and I hit the big record button for the next episode. I'll just do what I'm doing right now, which is speaking into the mic, referring back to my outline so I'm on track. And I frequently monitor my time because I have a time window that I want to keep this to. Um, And that definitely takes practice. So you have to kind of give yourself some grace. The first few episodes especially are kind of hard. I know that I, like if you could have had a camera on me, my camera, or my, my cheeks were pink. I'm like all flustered just thinking about it. My cheeks were pink. I felt like it sucked. I was like, oh, this is going to be terrible. But I just kept plugging away. And I can tell that with every episode, I get a little bit better and more comfortable behind the mic. I don't lose my train of thought as easily. I don't make as many vocal mistakes. Um, I still make mistakes when it comes to which mic gets plugged in sometimes. And thankfully, my editor, she's always like, hey, maybe you should check out which mic input you had. And um, thank God I have her because she is super efficient and she keeps me moving on this. But The big thing is just sitting down and recording a couple of episodes, getting the practice, getting the experience, and then moving forward. So then once I have the episode finished, I will upload it to the Dropbox, which is where my editor then takes it. She will put the audio pieces together into an episode, and then it's time for distribution. So to distribute, you can do a couple different things. It depends on what your actual like ultimate purpose is of this podcast. So for some people, they want to have it just as a creative outlet, kind of like mine. I just want it for like a creative outlet, an opportunity to talk to people, and like another marketing touch point for my ideal audience, for my Molly Knuth Media business. But some people who podcast just want a creative outlet for themselves, and they don't really care if 10 people listen to it or 10,000. So for those people who are on the smaller side and they don't mind staying small, their distribution might look like just having a shared folder in a Dropbox and allowing different people to access that shared folder with the finished products. For others who want a larger scale distribution where more people can access it from places like Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, you're going to need a third-party service. I say that loosely. You don't need. You can upload each of these manually yourself to each different platform that your podcast is um, featured on. But for our purposes, we use the distribution service called Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. This is a subscription-based membership, and there are different tiers of like data and storage depending on how much you pay each month. So Again, I referred to the Jenna Kutcher Podcast Lab for the details on this membership, and I knew I wanted to release episodes weekly, and so that influenced the size of the package that I would need. 
But I really like Libsyn because you can upload ahead of time. So if I batch out a bunch of episodes at once, we can upload it to Libsyn, schedule when those will go live on each of the platforms, and then it's all taken care of. The other thing is that when we're on multiple platforms, iTunes and Spotify, it can be uploaded to one place, Libsyn, and then Libsyn takes care of distributing it to all those other platforms. So I don't have to spend time doing it each and every place. I can just do it from one stop, and that takes care of getting it out to all the listeners where they are most comfortable listening. With that being said, when we set this up for the very first episode, there were some approvals we had to go through for Apple like the iTunes podcast and the Spotify podcast. So you have to submit um, a form that like has the basic concept, the album artwork, the description of the podcast, connecting and making sure that it's like a reputable podcast. I think I even had to link it to my website. But you can do that just via a basic Google search, like how to add a podcast to iTunes, how to add a podcast to Spotify. And then it just takes a couple days of approval and then you're good to go. After you do it that very first time for that first episode, then you don't have to do it anymore. It's simply a matter of uploading it to Libsyn and Libsyn will take care of it from there. But for that first episode, when you're just getting set up, you do have to authorize those platforms, connect them to your Libsyn account. But after that, you're good to go. So with distribution, after that, You just have a decided date and time that you're going to post. You plug that in when you're uploading each episode. You schedule it out for that date and time that you want it to be published, and voila, it's done, right? You did the big thing. You recorded the episode. You edited the episode. You got it up to your Libsyn for distribution. That's it. Not necessarily. So like I said earlier, some people are satisfied with 10 listeners on their podcast. That's all they ever really wanted. And others want 10,000 or 10 million downloads. So it's really just a matter of what do you want? And that's going to influence this next step. How long am I committing to this? And what's my marketing plan? You guys knew it was going to come back to marketing, didn't you? I mean, you're talking to me. (laughs) But if you want to get people listening to your podcast, you have to talk about it. If your end goal is to gather listeners, build a community, help people, You've got to talk about this podcast that you've been making. So what I use is primarily Instagram for that, but also I use Facebook to a lesser extent. In addition, each week when I release an episode, I write up some show notes and add it as a blog entry to my website so that there are multiple ways that people can find out about not only the podcast, but about each episode as they drop. So your marketing plan can begin with just social media and website updating as soon as you release a new episode. The other thing that's important is the networking aspect. You're going to grow so much by having a social media presence, but the other way to grow your podcast is to be a guest on other podcasts. So you can reach out to podcasts in your industry or in your topic of interest for your podcast, and then you can pitch yourself to these other podcast hosts. And maybe you guys could even cross-market each other where you can interview that host and they could interview you and then your guests on both. And the benefit of that is that you're appearing in front of a new audience. You can get new listeners because you know they're already interested in what it is you talk about. So you're entering a warm market and then maybe you can get those people to come over on board for your podcast. 
And if you're thinking about monetizing a podcast, like making money off of commercials during the middle of your episodes, I'm not the person to talk to about that. (laughs) We do have commercials here from time to time. I haven't done a commercial yet where I've like solicited payment and like legit ad dollars for. There is a way to do that, but it typically involves having a very connected community and listener base. And they may even ask you for detailed data, like your number of downloads per week, your business growth plan, et cetera. There is a way to monetize a podcast. I just haven't yet. But know that there are ways to do that. And again, a lot of this I learned from Jenna Kutcher's podcast lab. I'll make sure to link that in the show notes of today's episode so you guys can get there quickly with one click. All right, just some final thoughts on starting a podcast. Um, It's very fun. I do love especially the interview episodes where I get to sit down with people who I admire and people who've inspired me and people who can just like educate and uplift my own audience because I really think there's no better way to connect with others than with conversation. And if we can bring people in on those conversations, all the better, right? So it has been like selfishly a great way for me to be able to talk to these people who I know and love and introduce them to you guys. But also, I think that it's just a very, it might seem like it's a saturated market, but for like my kind of audience, small town, small business owners, there's not a lot of us on podcasts yet. So I do think it's a market full of opportunity for those of us. It might take us a little bit, you know, we're not, we're no stranger to adversity, right? So it might take us a little bit longer to get some traction or to grow our downloads or to like make noise in the podcasting sector because it is full of people that are like celebrities and influencers and stuff like that. But if we just focus on who it is we ideally want to serve, just like social media marketing, we focus on the people we can help, right? And we don't let the numbers of it all get in the way of producing great, valuable content for those people we want to help. So that's kind of the mindset I take when I'm thinking about this podcast. I'm playing a long game. I'm not here to like make a lot of money quickly on the podcast. I'm here to provide value and insights and help for those of you who are listening. And I think if you approach it with the long game attitude, you'll get a lot of creative inspiration, but also a lot of fulfillment from this format. The other thing I want you to know is that it does take commitment. And if you're planning to release a weekly episode, or maybe you're thinking bi-weekly, some people do daily, it does take a lot of work. It takes a time commitment, not only to record, but also to arrange interviews, to sit down on the Zoom, or to edit or upload or write up the show notes. There's a lot of time involved. So it is a long game. It is time intense, but it is very valuable. And I think it definitely is a great avenue for growth for small town, small businesses going into 21 and beyond. Okay, guys, that's everything I have on podcasting. Hopefully it wasn't super rambly. Hopefully it was a little bit actionable. I know it was high level like overview, but if you just had that inkling that podcasting is something you want to do, I hope this gave you some direction. So start as a guest, be an avid podcast listener so you can learn the different formats and the different lengths of time and the different episode structures you can implement. And then if you're ready to start your own podcast, hey, go to Jenna Kutcher because she has all the answers. 
But then also think about some of the things that I mentioned, like having a topic, having a manifesto, a list of possible topics and guest interviews, and then just start knocking out those other things a small step at a time, like getting your equipment, getting your softwares, recording your episodes, and distributing and marketing. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you ever have questions about small town, small businesses, specifically, you know, I have experience in marketing, so I can speak to that stuff. But if you ever have ideas of super awesome guests that we could have on, I would love to hear your thoughts. So hit me up on Instagram or on Facebook at Small Minded Podcast, and I'll be back next week with even more. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well-lived being small-minded.